This is a hero story. How about a man who helps those in need, young and old alike? How about a man who saw a problem in his community and threw himself into its solution? It's a story about how, when you are selfless and dedicate your life to helping others, you can build something bigger than yourself. Where not only does everyone know your name, but where most of the community shares your name. You're listening to 2233, a podcast of exchange stories. هي يعني ثلاث مواقف يعني قد تكون هي الموقف الاول اني في اليوم نزلت من الباص I came out of the bus uh, which is the bus that was provided for IVLP and I was aiming to a building where we supposed to go and from far away I see that young lady standing there holding the door open and waiting for me I didn't really put it together and I kept going towards the door and she's still holding the door until I get in and then she closed the door after that and back home we don't have such a culture that you hold the door for the next person and from that moment on until now anytime I go out of a door I make sure I hold that door for the person behind me This week coming to the rescue of those in need learning another side of America, and being the courageous captain on a ship with precious cargo. Join us on our journey from Iraq to the United States to discover that sometimes international exchanges open doors. Literally, open doors. It's 2233. We report what happens in the United States, warts and all. Exchanges shaped who I am. When you get to know these people, they're not quite like you. You read about them, they are people very much like ourselves. And oh, that's what we call cultural exchange. Ooh, yes. I'm from Iraq. My name is Hisham Al-Dhahabi. I'm from Iraq. I am the president or the head of the organization called Iraqi Home of Creativity. I came to United States in 2014 in an IVLP program that was mainly focused in special education. Special education at Al-Khas. I was uh, a typical kid that basically like any other kids in Iraq, they just only focus on themselves, uh, focus into a very specific and a personal goal, uh, goal to themselves, goal to about their family, uh, about their immediate uh, family member. Uh, very simple goals. And I never ever thought to, uh, to really think beyond that. Uh, or even that I would be even doing anything outside of my immediate family member. However, in 2003, things change. And things change because I find out that there are segments of the society that they are marginalized and they are actually disadvantaged, which is mainly is homeless children. And they were, it was a huge number of homeless children in Iraq. And that's really opened my eyes a little bit. But what really strikes me and change me totally is when I uh, 
uh, I noticed that some of the international organization in Iraq, they are taking care of those kids like they are exactly their kids as well. And I asked myself, I said, I can do better. I can do more than what other international organizations are doing in Iraq. And I can provide things that no one ever provided for those children. At that time, I find myself, I am automatically involved in that. And I start from that point on, work with them, love them, provide service to them, help them like exactly I do love and uh, my kids and provide service for my kids and take care of them as exactly I take care of my kids. And that's where I started. Basically, my work is taking care of uh, uh, orphaned uh, children, uh, homeless uh, children, and children that they actually is a product or they came from broken homes. Uh, our job is to take care of their issues. Some of them, they have trauma. Uh, some of them, them they have, do have psychological uh, uh, problems. Some of them, they have medical problems and social problems. So this is where our job comes in, is to take to cover all the above area that I just mentioned. And we're trying to elevate the challenges and the problem that they are facing and the trauma that they went through. And we also we're trying to equip them in order for them to feel good about themselves is by solving their problem and taking over of their life. And instead of they are in the street, they live into our uh, house. I am graduated. I have a bachelor's degree in psychology, and I use my uh, education into uh, helping the children. Uh, and instead of they look at themselves in, in a very uh, uh, passive way or they are hopeless, we make sure that we empower them. We make sure that we help them mentally and keep them healthy and provide all the services that we can provide in order for them to feel good about themselves and be and be active member of the society. The IVLP program, the one I was a part of it in 2014, gave me an ample opportunity to get to know the American people closer and also to uh, provide uh, opportunities to visit uh, American family at their homes and some of the organizations that they work specifically into the special education field. I was, uh, I was very happy to visit too many organizations and what I notice over there is that uh, those organizations that they are, the, the, the workers, they have a great patience to deal with the kids with the special needs. And for a specific example, that uh, I visited one of the organizations when I was here, and there was a kid that he can't move anything of his body parts except his head. And I find out that the organization, they're trying to come up with a specific program to know how they can help him to communicate and be able to be an, 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 a regular student among the other students in the class. And that strikes me. And that's give me the, the spirit that when I will go back to Iraq, 
I will work very closely and actually that's exactly what happened. I worked very closely with two of my kids that they have special needs and I worked so hard to make sure to help them and enable them to be in a regular school. During my visit here in, uh, in 2014 was I, IVLP program, uh, the trip mainly it was in a conversation, uh, both ways conversation uh, between the, the American part and my from my side. And we used to exchange ideas and we used to exchange uh, issues that we find difficulties to solve. And we talk about uh, solutions, what the best solution, best practice in both sides. I learned a great deal from them and I shared all my ideas and my solution and how I see the problem that they are facing. For me, I learned a great deal. I took a lot of ideas when I went home. When I close my eyes, I, uh, I think of the United States as a uh, uh, different, completely different than uh, the perception uh, prior coming here. Uh, before coming here to the United States, the only thing that we know about America is the American army. And that's it. And that's we at the, in, in the East, not only in Iraq, but everybody in the Middle East think of America as the American army. But for me, when I came here, I interacted with the American society. I interacted with the American people. I communicated with them. And I find them that uh, they have ultimate respect to each other. They have ultimate respect to people, regardless of their beliefs, regardless of where they come from. Uh, they have the, the humanitarian uh, attitudes, and I find it the ultimate human behaviors in the United States, and that is something great that I always think of. As I mentioned earlier that we in, uh, in the Iraqi home for creativity, uh, we provide uh, three criteria of services for three different segments of the society. Number one is the homeless children. Number two is the orphans or the children that they came from uh, uh, abusive uh, uh, relationship within their own family or from uh, broken homes. What we provide for them, we provide for them uh, medical uh, services, uh, social services, and education. And we make sure that uh, they will be able to overcome the challenges and the trauma that they went through. That's basically in, uh, in uh, general. Uh, we're also trying to help them with other services that will provide, uh, either we obtain an ID for them, uh, which is national ID. Some of them, they don't have national ID. And uh, we also provide another uh, services in our center, which will provide trade uh, to teach them how to, uh, to do, uh, to cut hair, like a, to become a barber, or to be, to be able to sew uh, clothes. And that's in order to uh, produce a revenue or to bring a revenue or consistency revenue to the organization so we can help them. Some of the kids, we, uh, we're trying to uh, reallocate them to a different family or we're trying to, to, out, to do an outreach 
to their own family member and uh, uh, sometime when we find out that they came from abused relationship within their home, then we'll try to find a family that they can actually take care of them and we keep in touch with them. Now uh, we also provide services for homeless seniors and the services and those they provide the services for a homeless senior those they live in the street that they can't take care of themselves they have terminally ill disease or critical diseases uh, those they take care of them is the same kids within our facility they are taking care of them and now we are having a new logo on the top of our house it's called uh, the safe house for senior We always record the activities in our uh, facility. And one day while we are recording uh, some of the activity, a kid just passed by the camera and we took picture of him. And we didn't put anything together in our mind at that time. Seven years later, this child, this kid ended up coming to our facility looking for help. And we find out that his parents, both his mother and father, uh, they were killed in one of the IED explosive and he was for seven years in the street He has no home. He was basically homeless and when he came to our facility he was in a very dire situation He was very introvert. He was uh, completely isolated. Uh, he doesn't want to communicate with anybody He doesn't want to participate in any activity uh, so we helped him out to overcome that and we start to ask him to just express his anger, the trauma, all the problem in drawing anything. And then he started to draw in a piece of paper and then we realized that he is very talented to do that type of work. And, uh, and later on, we provide all the material for him to enable him to be an artist. And uh, we realized he became a very, very successful artist. Uh, and he started to send all his work around the world. And we find out that sadly that he can't uh, join his work because he doesn't have an ID. Uh, he doesn't have a national ID. So what we did, we provided a national ID. His work came all the way in one of the exhibits here in Washington, D.C., and he was awarded one of the best uh, awards for the youngest ar artist under 15 in the world here in Washington, D.C., and he's one of our kids. Washington. <laughs> Most of those kids, when they when they came to our facility, they were very young, but uh, they stayed there until they were 18 years uh, old. And after 18 years old, we helped them to find a job. And after like two years, approximately, we helped them also to, uh, to find a wife for themselves and they get married. Uh, we uh, also have another project that we build small homes for them after they leave the facility, which is we call it uh, the, the golden nest. 
And these stay this golden nest uh, until they are very independent. Some of them, they actually have children now, and some they now we can say we have grandchildren. And most of the grandchildren, the, 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 their name is Hisham, like my name. The successful, positive, tangible results that I see on a daily basis in my uh, institution, uh, not only in general, but also the positive, uh, the successful results from the kids that uh, within the, the institution, that's what really gives me uh, the, the motivation and drives me to continue. Uh, doing the good work because I see it front of my eyes. I will not stop doing what I'm doing because we are working now into pressuring the government to pass a law to protect all the kids in Iraq. So that also keeps me going to achieve, that's my dream, to achieve such a dream. I have to be optimistic because I look at myself, I am, I am a captain of a big ship. And this ship that's full of those kids, it must go all the way to the end to the shore. If I am a negative, I will not be able, if I'm not optimistic and negative and not positive, I will not be able to take the ship to the shore. And people, the kids, they look at me as a role model. So I have to be positive all the time. They look at me, I am the Superman. I can do everything. So I must maintain this positive attitude all the time in order for me to be a role model, successful role model for them. One of the biggest lessons that I learned throughout my life is that basically I always tell people and I advise them is that you make sure do what you really makes you feel comfortable. Do what really makes you feel happy. Don't listen to what people are saying when you do something because if you will keep listening to their critique, their criticism and all what they are saying, you will never be able to achieve anything. So keep going, keep doing the good thing. is produced by The Collaboratory, an initiative within the U.S. State Department's Bureau of Educational and Cultural Affairs, better known as ECA. My name's Christopher Wurst. I'm the director of The Collaboratory. 2233 is named for Title 22, Chapter 33 of the U.S. Code, the statute that created ECA. And our stories come from participants of U.S. government-funded international exchange programs. In this episode, 
Husham Altahabi talked about his experiences as an IVLP participant on a program about special education. For more about the International Visitor Leadership Program, that's what IVLP stands for, and other ECA exchange programs, check out eca.state.gov. We encourage you to subscribe to 2233. You can do so wherever you find your podcasts, and we'd love to hear from you. You can write to us at ECA collaboratory at state.gov. That's E-C-A-C-O-L-L-A-B-O-R-A-T-O-R-Y at state.gov. Special thanks this week to Husham for his time and his absolute commitment to the needy in Iraq. You heard Adam Salama's voice as Husham's interpreter. I did the interview and edited this episode. Featured music was Archipelago by A.A. Alto, Invitation by Lucky Thompson, Glimpse of Eternity by Maiden, and Chance Encounter by David Helowitz. Music at the top of each episode is Sebastian by How the Night Came, and the end credit music is Two Pianos by Tagir Lius. Until next time.